Hello and welcome back, everyone, to another freaking crappy podcast, because if the world needed any more of these. But, you want to know something? I'm throwing my hat in the ring. This is America. And guess what? I can do whatever the heck I want. And you want to know what I want to do? I want to chat and ramble. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit in front of this mic, and that's what I'm going to do. So, this podcast is going to be available on YouTube and Spotify, so hopefully I'll get them both uploaded in the same day, but who knows? Uh, but it'll be coming every single Sunday, so consider this your own little session to church. So, uh, let's go ahead and start off this podcast, though, talking about 2020. And basically, my perspective on a lot that happened, because looking back at this, this feels like the longest year that I've ever had. I'm just not going to lie. Okay, so we go ahead and start out with like the Australian fires that were happening. And we had California fires also going on. The, the world was just on fire from the get-go. I mean, I think that anybody should have kind of seen 2020 coming when the world's on fire. So I'm not really sure why we were so blind to all that. But then... God forbid, the plague starts happening and we start having COVID. So, in my position with being in grocery and whatnot, uh, it, it definitely was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun at all. Because as soon as COVID happened, and as soon as they were like, ah, we're shutting down the states and whatnot, which a lot of good that did, then my job became 10 times harder. And it became a lot harder basically because we had just undergone a store reset. We swapped to a new warehouse company that was supplying us and we had just gone through hell with that swap over. And then they're like, oh, hey, let's go ahead and buy everything in the store. That's what society did. Because originally they attacked the big stores first. Of course, we had Walmart, Meyer, Target, all of those were the first ones to go. But then people got smart. Then they were like, hey, there's small town grocery stores. Let's go raid them next. And sure enough, boy, did we get hit pretty decently hard. Because we had no paper towels. We had no napkins. We had no toilet paper. We had no cleaning products. We just didn't have any of that towards the beginning. Uh, canned goods. I think we did all right. I mean, if you were coming in for a can of, uh, like, chicken noodle, odds are you weren't going to get it. But we would have something that you could probably find and settle for. But, God forbid, ramen. I don't think we had any ramen during the whole thing. So that says a lot about society. So, it was, it was just tough. Because a lot of the trucks that we were getting in would be a balance of very low... Or suddenly the warehouse would get restocked and then we suddenly have a big truck that we'd have to try and catch up on. It was just very, very back and forth. We didn't know, and we still don't know, what we're going to get. Our outages at our warehouse even still are about like 40%. We're still only getting like maybe a 6 If a 70% of a truck order comes in, that is a great day. Usually it's about 50 to 60. That's usually where we range. I can't believe that we are still feeling the effects of COVID even now, but God forbid, I don't know how much longer we will have to go still. And then we also had the aluminum shortage. No one talked about the aluminum shortage. I don't even know if people even realize that the aluminum shortage is even a thing. 
Have you noticed that your favorite pops aren't on the shelf? Okay, a lot of people are like, hey, where's my Mr. Pib from Coke? Guess what? It's not there because <laughs> there's just an aluminum shortage. Um, as for how long that's going to last, I have no clue. But they're basically like, yeah, let's go ahead and put all of our money and assets into Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite. That's basically what they're doing. And for some reason, they're doing ale, like ales or owls or something like that. Something in like a yellow and white box. Never tried it. It's like an original soda, but whatever. Yeah, so that has been a big thing because even with shortages and people knowing that shortages are in fact a thing, it just it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter to a lot of customers because they will still come in and they will be like, do you have this in? Why do you not have this in? Because they're just not making it. It's a very, very simple answer. Okay, they just aren't making everything still and they're just not making enough of it still. And that's why if you go to a paper towel section, most likely, You'll be able to get paper towel, but you will probably never recognize the brand. Like, there's been some weird freaking papers that we've had. We had a Mexican toilet paper come into the store. You think people are buying something without a single word of English on it? Uh Uh-uh. (laughs) No. No, they are not buying that hardly at all. I think we've sold, out of the three pallets that we got, I think maybe we got one pallet down. And that took forever to do. We got that like way back in the middle of summer, maybe late spring, somewhere in there. But it was, uh, it's still here. It's still around because people are just like, ah, that's Spanish. And this is America. We, we don't want that, uh, especially where I live. That's, that's just kind of how people generally will think. But it is, uh, it's been one hell of a ride and I still don't understand some of these shortages like our deli department I need big slices of pepperoni for my keto diet okay that's like a base I use for a keto pizza type thing but lo and behold we can't have that apparently because Eckrich isn't making it so why that is a shortage I have no idea I just don't and then luckily with everyone who's gotten COVID, I don't know what percentage of the population we're up to. I would imagine we're probably up to about 50% of everybody getting infected. I would like to know that number. But I have still avoided it. And I don't know how in the hell I've been lucky enough to avoid it. I work in retail, okay? I work where people don't wear masks. They don't care about a mask mandate. They just come in. And they just have time of their life complaining to all of us and just (laughs) touching everything wiping their mouth putting their hands on a product putting it back the fact that i have not gotten sick and that we've only had a few cases in my store has been a godsend and i really really do feel for anyone who has gotten it in a situation like this where you're just doing your job. It was unavoidable for what you were doing. So anyone in the medical field, I feel so bad for. But then again, at the same time, I'm hearing that people are not getting vaccinations within those fields, which I can understand because this was like a very, very rushed vaccine. I still don't know how I feel about it myself, but it's, uh, I feel like people would probably be pretty desperate to do it because we still don't know all the 
effects of COVID. And we won't know the effects of COVID. We don't know what the best answer is. If it would be better to just get COVID or to get the vaccine. Because sure, it may kill it, but what else is it doing? So, it's going to be interesting how 2021 pans out. Because 2021 is not going to be a year of disaster. It's going to be a year of after effects of what 2020 was. And as to what after effects are going to happen, I mean, that's still yet to be determined. I mean, we could be... <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. But have you ever seen the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith? We could be looking at a future like that with all the vaccines. We don't know. <laughs> 2020 threw so many things our way that we never saw coming. And now we're in a place where I still don't think we know what we could potentially be looking at. And it's such a weird feeling because I think we got to a point in society where we were so comfortable and then 2020 hits and we go to a whole thing of we're no longer surprised when something else happens. The fact that the Pentagon released like a couple documents talking about UFOs and now apparently they have like six months to come up with a whole dossier about UFOs and whatnot. The fact that aliens are being talked about so much right now and yet no one's really covering that. That just goes to show what 2020 is and was when you are just like, I'm not surprised about anything at all. That's that's a bad sign. <laughs> that is a very, very bad sign. It was entertaining, though. You can't deny that. It was a drama, a horror, a tragedy. It might as well have been written by Shakespeare. Okay, That's what 2020 was. I mean, we go ahead and we go... Second month in, Kobe Bryant, one of the most beloved all-time basketball players, ends up passing away in a helicopter crash. I th the world stood still on that day. I still think that a lot of people are still trying to recover from that. And then I believe, don't hold me to it because I don't follow basketball that much, but I think the LA Wake, LA Wakers, LA Lakers, I think ended up pulling out the championship, if I remember right, which is a very touching thing. And then you just had all of those different games where they're doing tributes. It was it was really nice to see a whole basketball community come together, and then to have so much outpouring for someone who was so charitable. And unfortunately, it was a loss of life that just was so unseen. There was a lot of loss of life in 2020. It doesn't just stop with Kobe. It doesn't just stop with all these different celebrities that passed away. Because, I mean, we lost, I think, I, thought, I, think I saw a piece of paper saying 350 is what we're nearing now for the death toll from COVID. There have been so many loved ones lost and I'm just, I'm dumbfounded. I'm so dumbfounded by how many COVID-related instances have taken lives. 
And then the suicide rate. I would love to see the numbers on suicide rates. I've heard of more people taking their lives this year than I ever wanted to hear. This has been, that was a tragic year, 2020. And to everyone who made it out with their sanity, I say congratulations. Because this was, this was one for the record books. And I don't think it's something anyone is going to forget. But I keep on going back. And I even think about the Black Lives Matter movement, okay? That was in 2020. That feels like it was all the way back in 2019. It feels like forever ago. There's been so much that has happened that that feels so long ago. As I was making the list for what I wanted to cover in this podcast, I was blown away by the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement happened this year. I mean, of course, it's been a movement that's been going around for a while, but it really, really caught a lot of traction this year because we had, like, um, up in Seattle, they had, what is this called, like, neutral zones. Um, It wasn't neutral, but it was, I can't remember the term, of where it separated itself out of the country, essentially. Like, those became a thing. And then the riots, those were a huge thing. And just the whole kneeling on the guy, and then the wrongful shootings that were basically happening every single week there. I mean, there was a there was a time of where you would just get on the news and it would be another shooting, another shooting, another shooting. There, Like I said, this was so much loss of life this year. So many people will not recover from this year. Not just on COVID, but because of personal loss as well. And so many people lost their jobs because of this and had to go find new work. Airlines, for a, a huge example, are still not doing all right. Anybody in the airline industry should be very, very concerned that they will never be able to go back. I don't know if airlines will ever be able to truly recover. I don't know how many times they've been bailed out by the government. I would imagine probably at least two or three times by now. They have to be included in all these bills that we're getting. And then we got the $1,200 stimulus. That, ladies and gentlemen, that was a blessing that I don't think anyone saw coming. And I'm still interested to see when we get our taxes back, if we get just a bit less. Because I don't know. I've heard back and forth. Is it going to be taxable? Is it not going to be taxed? Who knows? But all that I do know is that the 600 that we just got was also appreciated. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know that everyone is just like out there thinking that this is not enough money. It truly isn't. Okay. Realistically, I, th- I agree with the majority of the population of saying like $2,000 barely even scratches the surface alone. For a lot of people, they were out of the job for a good solid two, three months even. Because different states had to do their shutdowns. Or then factories had to shut down because of major COVID out, like breakage. So I don't know the correct answer on trying to figure out how much money everyone should be getting. But 600 definitely isn't the solution that we need. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when the Democrats take back over everything. If that 2000 comes to fruition. 2000 would definitely help. Being a homeowner who has bills and everything like that, 600 does not cover me for a month. It doesn't even touch it. Because I got electricity, I got internet, 
and I got the gas bill, and then I got my mortgage, okay? All four of those bills right there together, and home insurance. Home insurance is included in my mortgage, though, so it's, I'm not including that as a different bill. But all that together, 600 like helps a good chunk, but that doesn't help it entirely by any means. And I know I am very, very fortunate with those bills. Like my bills are not that bad. They really aren't. So I can just imagine for the people who are out for multiple months because of factory jobs and the shutdowns, they're still trying to recover. And if they weren't financially ready, it could be another five years before they can be able to recover. Some of them probably lost their houses and had to go into um, assisted living. Well, not assisted living. <laughs> That's a retirement home. But you know what I mean, like government housing, essentially. I it, It's been a rough year for literally everyone. It was a rough year for me just because of the amount of work and the amount of stress that I had to go under. Because I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make other people happy. When we don't have a product in the store and I have to go out and tell someone that we do not have it. I do not know when we are going to get it. I wish I could point you in a direction that I could. It, it, it hurts me emotionally because I don't like letting people down. And that's all I've had to do. I've had to let these people down time and time and time again. And it's really done a drain on me. Financially, though, I've been fine. I've been getting, like, I was approved for overtime time and time again because they're like, we got to get through this stuff. So financially, this has been no problem for me whatsoever. It's been an anxiety-inducing, depression-creating like scenario that I wish we could just move on from. But it's going to take a long time for this wound to heal. And then we go ahead, though, because we, we already up to Australian fires, COVID, Kobe, Black Lives Matter. What else is there? Murder hornets? What the heck? Okay, I don't know if it's still an issue. I think that they got it mostly under control, but did you see the size of the freaking murder hornets? They're, they earned their title. Okay, the things were freaking huge. And they just come on over here. Over into Washington, where every single disaster just seems to originate from. Why? I don't know. We need to go ahead and cut off Washington before we cut off Florida. That's what I'm thinking. But you go ahead and you have Washington up there with the freaking murder hornets. It's just like, do you want to toss anything else on? Why not go ahead and blow up Lebanon? There was literally just nothing else left for there to go wrong in 2020. I mean, that Lebanon explosion, that was just freaking ginormous. I still never saw a final death toll on that. But that explosion was so big, and I imagine so many people went deaf just from that explosion. I don't know. Like, I saw, I saw one video of someone having her wedding day photos taken. And then that explosion goes off and just all the windows around her just all come down. Perfectly normal day in 2020. And boom, it's dead. 
<sighs> there really wasn't much good to come out of 2020. If you try and think of anything good that could have came out of 2020, I think you'd have to really sit and think for quite a while on anything good that came out of 2020. Because me just sitting here, I got nothing. I really don't have anything good. I just don't. I mean, there's... We maintained... But we didn't gain. We either lost or we maintained. There was just not really any gains. If you have anything that was like a really good positive, let's make this a task for anyone watching on the YouTubes and listening. Drop a comment saying, what positives did you have in 2020? I think one of the hardest things really uh, was schools because one thing that was not really thought about a lot and is going to continue being an issue for this next year, I believe, is how many people are graduating and senior year of sports and they don't get to participate in, in, in any of this. And then the at-home learning at-home learning, I can tell you from personal experience, at-home learning works. But if you are not dedicated to it, you will fall behind so fast. I do not believe children are getting a proper education right now being online. If you're not in a school right now, then you're struggling. You have to have so much mental dedication and you have to want to learn. And that's what I loved about public schools is that they're making sure that you're focusing, that you're paying attention, that you're not just... Oh, I'm going to log into the chat. I'm going to go leave, and then I'm going to come back half an hour to log out. They're, they're making sure that you're focused on everything. So, But I feel bad for everyone who graduated and then didn't get to truly graduate. They just got their diploma. When I graduated, I just wanted my diploma. I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to wait in a room for two or three hours. I just wanted to get in and get out. That's That was my college experience. I just wanted to get in, get my diploma, get out. That's what I wanted to do. But for the people who have worked their four years and they truly want to like savor that moment that they've been working four, hour, four, four hours, four years for, I feel bad for all of them. And especially anyone who was a senior in sports. They had one more year and that last semester was completely gone. And even now, I don't think sports are really as good as they could be because they're not allowing that many spectators, if any at all. That's just a shame. All of this because of a stupid disease. <laughs> but when it comes to 2020, the one thing though that I would say is the shining light for me, okay? is the weight loss that I had. I don't know. I mean, I guess I know why it came finally. Like, I've been needing to lose weight for a long time. And you can't just lose weight unless your mind is in the right headspace. 
And it takes a while to get into that headspace. The final push for me was when I got on a scale at the doctor's office. And I was at like 476 pounds, 474, somewhere in there. And I was like, I'm almost 500 pounds. That's not okay. That is not okay. Overall, like my levels on everything were pretty fine. My testosterone was low. I found that out. But I was like, I need to fix this before things go south. And then to go ahead and be here currently, 125 pounds down, is just, that was the best thing that could happen in 2020 for me. Because that 125 pounds has made such a difference. It's boosted my self-confidence. It has made me look better, feel better. And just overall, it's making sure that I'm going to be able to have a longer life and be healthier. That's, that's the key thing. Is that someday I do want to have kids. And I want to be there in their life. I don't want to be the type that's going to sit in a chair, come home from work, and just watch TV. I don't want to do that life. I want to be there playing basketball with my kids. I want to teach them how to play baseball. I want to interact in my kid's life. I don't want to be the lazy dad that's just like, I'm too tired. You got to leave me alone. I don't ever want to live that life because that's not a fun life for a kid. That is a life for a kid where it's disconnected. And yeah, that that's one thing I really want to focus on is trying to better myself in the future. So that way I can give the people around me more of me, more that I can do for them. Um, I guess that's kind of always how I live my life. I don't really live for myself. I live more for other people. And that might be a flaw. But at the same time, I feel like that's a happy flaw. So, but easily though, that was the highlight for me of 2020. Was getting on this weight loss journey and it's still going on. It'll probably still be going on for another six months at least. But I'm on a great track to get back to my goal weight of 250 pounds. And I know, I, I'm very well aware, 250 will still be obese. It'll still be well over overweight. I don't want to get to a skinny level. That's just not something I'm interested in. I want to get to a point of where I can look at myself in the mirror and I can be like, I'm happy with who I am. I feel great. And I am great. And that's just, that. that's the end goal. If I have to go a little bit more than 250 to reach that, so be it. But I just want to be able to get to a point of where I'm just happy with myself. And that's just been the opposite of what I've been for so long. I can look at myself in the mirror like a year ago and I would just be disappointed. I would just be like, at one point, you lost weight. And you put it all back on. Plus an additional um, 
because I was, I was originally 250 and I lost and got underneath 200. So I go ahead and I put it back plus another 200 plus way to go. That's what I kept looking at myself as, as way to go <laughs> overachiever. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just one heck of a journey. I mean, it was a lot of years of just being fed up and leading to a point of where I could finally break. But now that I've broken, I'm not going back. So I'm very happy with how things are. I know I can maintain a new lifestyle of watching what I'm eating or doing intermittent keto if need be. Um, thank God for keto and thank God to the people who recommended it to me. Originally, I thought that they were crazy. I was like, that's a fad diet. That's not something I'm interested in. But lo and behold, lo and behold, it turned out to be the thing that will end up saving my life. So, to those people, thank you very much. You made 2020 a little bit better for me. <laughs> um, but here we go. We're reaching the 30-minute mark. Um that's about where I want to go with all these podcasts. It's just about the 30-minute mark. Nothing too major. Just 30 minutes out of your day to listen to me gripe. Um, I'm not really sure how we're going to do uh, with the future ones. If I'll just tell like random stories or uh, talk about the current events. I kind of want to do um, a continuation of the Fat and Happy show. And with the Fat and Happy podcast of where maybe I break down the stories a little bit more and um, not focus so much on the comedy, but more so what I'm thinking about them. Um, I also want to have other co-hosts on at some point. Um, if anyone is interested, let me know. But uh, that's pretty much going to do it for this one. I'm excited to see how this one goes. Because like I've said, if you want to do something and you want to do it to your liking, it's probably best to do it yourself. Where you have more control you can dictate things um, because if there's anything I've proven, it's that my dedication to YouTube and content creation is pretty strong because I've been going at this over 11 years now. <laughs> I'm very, very dedicated at this. So that is going to do it for this podcast, though. Thank you guys very much for listening, especially if you made it to the end. I highly doubt anyone did. But if you did, just know I love you. Thank you very much. And I will see you guys back here next week. Have yourselves a good day and a good night.